Good evening. Welcome to the Dr. Zeus podcast. Tonight, I promise you a show of entertainment, social commentary, but always fun. I want to do a side note, an invitation. I know we all have pipe dreams, but I don't believe this is a pipe dream because you got to start somewhere. So Kathy Griffin, I have a lot of respect for you. I would love to have you on the show. I don't know how we could do that. I can't promise you much. All I can say is on my show, you could say whatever you want and I'll stand by you. I say that because I remember when the photo went down and everyone turned on you. I didn't turn on you. I stuck by you. That's probably why I don't watch CNN anymore. So we won't, we won't go into that, but I would love to have you on the show. You know, the uh, door is always open. We can talk about comedy. We can talk about your mom, Maggie, who I thought was hilarious. I can see where you got your humor from, your mom and your dad. So this is the Dr. Zeus podcast, sending out an invite to Kathy Griffin, comedy icon, you are, Emmy winner, my life on the D-list, um, the heir apparent to Joan Rivers, in my opinion. But you're doing things that Carlin is doing. Social commentary, which I love. And I know he would be proud of that. So, Kathy Griffin, the time is yours. Whenever you want to come on, just send me a, a direct message. Or you can email me, drzeuspodcast at gmail.com. All of you can do that as well. Um, if the email, I want to, I want to acknowledge this for everyone that you can email me, you have show ideas, you'd like to be on the show, we can arrange it, but I don't want to see any political hate because I'm going to, I'm going to scan those emails, you know, so, you know, make it concise and to the point, but to Kathy Griffin, it's D-R-Z-E-U-S at Gmail. Or podcast, sorry. D-R-Z-U-S podcast at gmail.com. And we'll be right back. So this is the Dr. Zeus podcast. I promised you a good show. A show of integrity, humor. And whatever we want. You know, this is the people's podcast. And I don't discredit people. If I did in the past, I'm sorry. First, I want to take a time out to acknowledge Larry Kramer. Gay activist. You know, um, the normal heart. I mean, here's the thing. Many of us, when we were growing up in the 80s and 90s, We didn't learn about these gay icons in history books. We didn't learn about them in school. I didn't learn about them in school. Although I could say that my late government teacher probably was gay. And, you know, the fact that probably he wasn't allowed to talk about his fellow brethren. So we have Vito Russo, Harvey Milk, Larry Kramer, Stonewall Riots icons. They're all in heaven now. 
So I want to acknowledge that, you know, um, they were good activists. You know, they were not perfect. That's the thing, you know. I think a lot of you want your heroes to be perfect. Martin Luther King Jr. was not perfect. Malcolm X was far from perfect. And what I love is, is that someone like Dr. Maya Angelou, another icon, um, said, you know, look, they had extreme senses of humor. When you know that an icon of that proportion has a sense of humor, they are down to earth. Okay? So, it's hot here in California, 97 degrees, but I have to do my exercise. You know, it's, it's a daily regimen. When I tell people that I have diabetes, you know, um, it's almost like coming out, which I never officially did, but oh well, who cares? Um, but I, I always figure people got the point. So good, let's dance. Janet Jackson reference right there. But then they're all like, oh, it's so sad. I'm like, no, it's not. It's a blessing to disguise It has forced me to rearrange my life in extreme ways. You know, most people, oh, take the medicine and I'll sit on the couch, especially during this time. And I was like, no, I made a promise to the doctor and I made a promise to myself to exercise. The gyms are opening back up, but I've already got a gym. I've got the country to walk and run in, you know. I, I happen to know people who work at the gym. I have a lot of respect for them. Shout out right there, you know. And when they tell me it's okay, I'll go. You know, but I'm still going to wear the mask. And yeah, I, I'm very fortunate for the people that I know, you know. And um, that's why I podcast. I podcast for the people. For the people by the people. <laughs> if only our country was run that way. It used to be. But you know, there's always a little fly in the ointment, as Morrissey would say. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Morrissey used to be very, you know, out there. And now it seems he's become a little conservative in his older years. His albums are not as good. <laughs> Morrissey, what are you doing, okay? Get back with the Smiths already. Everyone's already on Maylocks. Come on. You know, I I grew up listening to the Smiths. I remember when Charmed came out and that, you know, cover of How Soon Is Now. I love how people preferred that over the original. I prefer the original. You know, when you do a cover, sometimes, yeah, you know, it's good. Like when Counting Crows did a cover of Big Yellow Taxi. No. And I remember people loved it. And I was in the car one time with someone and they said, oh, I just love this new song. And then I said, well, you do know this is a cover. You know, it was originally written by Joni Mitchell. Oh, no, it wasn't. Yes, it was. This is, of course, before smartphones, before I could look it up and show them the evidence. But thankfully, there was someone in the car who lived in the 60s said, yes, he's right. This was written by Joni Mitchell. And I love that. And I'm not trying to prove them wrong. I'm just saying, look, listen to the original. Listen to Joni Mitchell. Joni Mitchell is such an amazing artist. 
I remember being a teenager. Here's the thing. When I was a teenager, I would get into things in reverse. You know, I listened to Bob Dylan's current stuff first. And then I would go back. With Joni Mitchell, I remember she had just put out Turbulent Indigo. (laughs) The perfect way to sum up the 90s. And there was that song, Sex Kills. And I thought, whoa, the time, you know, the time signature of it really kind of interested me because I thought, what? I thought, this is Joni Mitchell? Because, you know, I'd always been hearing about her. And then, you know, you go back and you listen to Big Yellow Taxi and you listen to Help Me and um, Free Man in Paris and Chelsea Morning and Both Sides Now. Yeah. And then, you know, Janet Jackson just happens to sample um, Big Yellow Taxi. And Joni actually liked it. Well, you know, because here's the thing. Whenever someone wants to sample something, you know, they pay you and all that. And she could have said no. And she could have said that she hated it. But she liked it. You know, Joni Mitchell is an, an original. She's an icon. And I'd love to hear what she has to say about now. Because Joni Mitchell is a polio survivor. And, you know, back in the day when polio was occurring, people, you know, that was, they, they, there was a fear of that. They, you know, they thought, oh, if I go near them, I'll get it. So, totally different situation, though. You know? But, yeah, I mean... The originals, the icons. It's like Rush. I was looking at the Funko Pop. They have a Funko Pop Rush. And I thought, hmm. There's certain Funko Pops I won't buy. Like, I have one from Slayer. I think I have Carrie King. Um, Because I like a nice bald head, you know, what can I say? (sighs) That's probably why I like Francois Sagat. If you don't know who Francois Sagat is, look him up now. You're going to be a little shocked and say, oh my God, that's a porn star. But it's fine. Um, but yeah, here we are in the country doing the show. Um, eventually, sometime in June, we're going to have a guest from my college years. Um, no, we're not going to disp- discuss politics, though, because I told him that's off limits. But I'm going to let him rant. I told him it should be a fatherly rant. Because he is a father. Um, You know. Maybe talk about some Tool. Because we're both into Tool. Because when I met him. We met through someone who likes Tool. But claims that she got me into Tool. And it's like, oh no, 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 honey. I've been listening to Tool a long time. Before I even met you. Okay. So, there's that right there. And, um, yeah, I mean, I feel a little free today, but, you know, time will start back up soon. I'm not going to say what, because it's always good to keep people in mystery. I I noticed that we live in an age where everyone says everything. You've probably heard about my rant about the man down by the river or the man living in the van down by the river. Remember that? Chris Farley, may he rest in peace. I actually was in a van 
down by the river with someone. What we did in that van, I will not discuss. But it was fun. It was educational. Um, Very soon he went and moved into um, Merced down by the river, but not in a van. Um, You know, it was it was an experience. He would always say to me, oh, I think to my knowledge. And I'm thinking, okay, you know, I'm not religious. That really turned me off, though. He tried to bypass something I say by saying something religious. And, you know, I was noticing the other day someone on Instagram live and they're talking about fitness and then they start talking about the Bible. And I went, "Okay, I got to go. No, I don't want to disrespect them. And, you know, that's fine. You want to put your faith in that? Good. I don't. The big book, as they called it in A Clockwork Orange. I'm more so spiritual. I'm not religious. <sighs> or like when people, you know, say God and country. There is a separation of church and state. Now, I know some of you will disagree with me on that, and that's fine. But me personally, you shouldn't be voting based on who you believe in. You should leave the Bible at the door. You know, you should be voting based on your conscience, not based on what Jesus or someone told you to do. You know, I'm sure even Jesus, if he were alive today, you know, he'd be like Star Trek. Um, I know people are going to come on me for that. This blasphemous Jesus in Star Trek. Well, come on. They probably ran into him at some point. I love what Marilyn Manson said. He, he said, you know, you know, he compared himself to Jesus and he's like, well, you know, Jesus had long hair and chicks really dig that. And they, he was different like me and they killed him for it. <laughs> he's saying this as he's showing off his lunchbox collection. So, yeah. Uh. It's a show of integrity. I know some of you would balk and say, oh my God, you're talking about Marilyn Manson and Jesus. Well, you know, Marilyn Manson went to Christian school. Now, I didn't go to Christian school. Um, I know some people who did. And that's good. I went to regular school. Um, Had I gone to Christian school, I don't know. I don't think my father would have allowed it. Because my father knew during the 60s what priests were doing. So when my brothers and I came of age, we didn't go to church. But then I think he said to us, he asked us one time, we were really little. Do you guys want to go to church on Sunday? We're like, no. He's like, good, neither do I. I worked hard all week. You think I want to go there? Okay. But I think it's also because my father was aware that there's a lot of hypocrites and a lot of hypocrisy within the Catholic church. But then church in general, you know, and he told us we can believe in whatever we want to believe in. But he said to us that if you believe in God, just know that it does not exist beyond in walls. It exists in the great beyond. He also said to us that we are of a Native American heritage 
And the Native Americans believed in spirit guides, the animals, nature, science, which predates God. (laughs) But a lot of people don't want to hear that. I told you it's going to be informative. It's going to be controversial. Or maybe I left that out at the beginning of the show. But I always always give a promise to my audience that it's going to be informative, entertaining, humanistic, you know. Um, what brought about these promises before the show? Hey, one day I was inspired. I'm not going to elaborate, but like I said, if Kathy Griffin comes on the show, we'll, we'll elaborate together. I know some of my friends think I'm crazy for tagging her as I did, but I thought, you know, you have to start somewhere. And I know that her assistant... One of her assistants was from Tracy, California. I'm going to throw this out there. And my mother's side of the family are from Tracy, California. So, hey, come on. Come on, Kathy. Come on the show. Please. I'll just ask once and that's it. You know, my father always told us you ask someone once and that's it. You don't keep asking. (sighs) Although I keep asking God, you know, or... Uh, Madonna. No, I'm just kidding. People have asked me, they said, do you think God is a woman? Yes. And a man. Omnipotent. Um, Who's God of rock? Well, it's a mixture of people. I mean, like we, you know, little Richard just died. I'm not just saying this just because he died. I always knew he was one of the kings of rock and roll. It wasn't Elvis. You know, John Lennon thinks that, and that's good. Well, you know, it's when you went to go and see Elvis. But I don't think he's a, he's he's up there. I I mean, it's kind of humorous that the Beatles eclipsed Elvis. You know, the Beatles, they would call them the four. That's just my fan. Not my fans, but my fans around my neck. If I have actual fans, that's good. Everyone has fans. Everyone has enemies. I know I've got a lot of enemies. Did I create them? No. It's a lot of haterade. You know, people don't like me. And I accept that. It's hard to accept sometimes. Because I don't speak Spanish. But I have a very Mexican name. (laughs) Um, You probably figure it out if you look closely at the letters of the show. Come on get real um but I don't speak Spanish um people have said oh you think you're better than us no I don't that I'm rich no I don't I don't come for money um a a lot of things but also my sex I am a male and sometimes I work in different fields and you know that creates a lot of problems, you know, and I think maybe also my education. I I do have, I have a bachelor's degree. I don't flaunt that, you know. Mm, I don't know. Sometimes it does cause me to make money, but I don't. Here's the thing: I don't disclose what I make or how much I make. As I was taught, you don't do that. 
you don't you don't tell people your take home. I'm sure the um, documents that Joe Rogan signed, he's not he's not going to disclose how much he truly is getting, because that's a figure that the public may think they know. You know, I love what Aretha Franklin. You know, when she would be interviewed, I'm not going to mention the interviewer because I'm not happy with them. When they asked her, oh, so, you know, we read somewhere that you were going in for abdominal surgery and I love, I loved her reaction. Oh, is that what you heard? And well, I'm doing fine now and, you know, I'm just a dress size away. I thought, you go, you know. Because people are always going to try to get the queen of soul. May she rest in peace. To, you know, divulge things. And no, you know, she's the queen of soul. She's guarded. You don't get to the top without being guarded. Emotionally. um, And and professionally. Personally and professionally. I was going to say that. Um, But yeah. You know. I was a big Queen uh, Queen of Soul fan. I loved her. I still do. You know, she had a quality to her voice that no one else has. Um, a natural quality. She's a natural woman. That's why Carol King wrote that song. And Aretha made it her own. But you know, she, she didn't have to make it her own. Carol King wrote it for her. In mind. That, that <laughs> When you've reached that point. When someone writes a song for you because they can hear you singing it, nothing else gets better. But you know, when you go back to the Divas Live, the first one, Celine Dion, was she trying to outsing Aretha? I don't know. Maybe Mariah, I don't know. Who knows? I'm not a diva. But it was Divas Live, the first one. But you know, why, why would you do the first poem without Whitney? That's what I'd like to say. I'd like to ask that. Why did you wait for the second one to bring Whitney and Tina aboard? You should have done it the first time. And it is, you know, not harping on the, the list that they had the first time. But it's like, well, you know, if you're going to have Mariah, you also have to have Whitney. Because Whitney was the voice, still is. You know, there, there, there's different things. Chris Cornell was not a diva, but we call him the voice because he's the voice of rock and roll. So, you know, why am I talking about these people? Because, well, they're icons. And it's getting a little hot in here. It is. We'll be back after these messages as I adjust myself. And so we're back on the Dr. Zeus podcast. It's been an intense week, but not as intense as what went on. And um, I'm going to say this because this is my show. I'm probably going to get in trouble. But to the four cops that were fired they need to be tried for murder because 
People are, oh, we don't want the protests to erupt. Well, you know what? People are tired of it. I'm tired of it. Everyone's tired of it. And, you know, here's the thing. Yeah, there's good cops and there's bad cops. And why do you motherfuckers hire so bad, crooked cops? You got a few good eggs and you got a lot of bad eggs. Okay? So... And you guys go after people of color all the time. And, you know, this isn't really a controversial thing that I'm saying because it's the truth. And, you know, I was always taught to be wary of the cops. And I still am. I still am. You know, um, people think, oh, California, it's not racist. Oh, it is. Oh, it is. There are stories that my father told us. You know, especially in the Central Valley, which is a really great melting pot. Everyone lives here. Different races, different nationalities, people from different countries all come to California. But there was a time when in the window it would say no Filipinos, no blacks, no Mexicans and no dogs. It wasn't too long ago Or how My father My father would take us to Like the country a lot When we were little To the canals And he said he would swim there And we were like why? And I didn't understand why And then he told us one day Well because I'm Mexican They wouldn't let me swim in the pool They would harass us So Yeah You know And um I'm not saying all cops are bad, but, you know, we all know what time it is. And the Beatles talked about it. The Stones talked about it. Muddy Waters talked about it. Stevie Wonder talked about it. And that's revolution. And it's time. Unpleasant dreams.